Well, I'm here today with 89 The Brainchild, who is a performer, entertainer, and stage production person. He's from Rahway, and I'm just really happy to have you here in my, in my dining room, and how are you today? <laughs> I am doing well. This is a lovely room. Thank so you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to start this by saying I know next to nothing about hip-hop. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're going to maybe have to explain some things to me, but... It's all good. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Ruben Yolanda. I did Yolanda, check out a bunch of your, your stuff Your favorite trans, femme, gender, queer, singer, songwriter, and stuff on YouTube, YouTube and, and your list. Yeah. Spotify. I got, I got stuff the shape scattered of around the internet, but my most recent project that you heard was Patterns. That's available on my Bandcamp, 89thebrainchild.bandcamp.com. It's a hip-hop, house, techno, new disco uh, reminiscent of late 80s, early 90s sounds, whether if you're familiar with Jungle Brothers or Heavy D uh, from back in the day. Uh, even like some people said Big Daddy Kane. I think just because I have a deep <laughs> voice and the beats just be bumping. But check it out. I did. I did check that some of that out. I really liked it. Thank you. I thought a lot of them were short. A lot <laughs> of your pieces are very, very short on that. That album. was intentional. Okay. Everything we kind of, we try to keep in a hundred second mark. Just because, because oh, like there's, because okay. we were so like this was like uncharted territory for me sonically. Where like a lot of I was doing a very contemporary sound prior, mm-hmm. but then I kind of went through like an emotional spot. Where I was like, you know what, I need to be around certain things that kind of make me not as aggressive. Like like like, <laughs> like, like, like the certain like you know like you hear certain like your favorite rock song and put you in a certain mood. Oh yeah. And then, and then you may hear like your certain like folk record, and that folk record could kind of like put you in a way calmer state. So I needed. Like those sounds to make me have like clear, clear-headed like writing decisions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the length of it, it was more so. This is new. You guys may not even like this, so I'm not even <laughs> gonna waste my breath going into a second verse. Oh man! <laughs> because this is because this this could crash and burn before the chorus hits. Okay. Well, I know there was one song. I think it was like maybe the third or fourth one. Okay. That seemed to cut off in mid. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of the people who worked with me uh, on the production on that project, that was a, that was their big right. And even DJs, I would perform, and then the song would cut off. They'd be like, oh my God, 89, I don't know what happened. I was like, relax, relax. <laughs> it's supposed to cut off abruptly. It's fine. So you're making everybody think their equipment broke. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that wasn't the, the aim, but it's, but it's now, now it's like a little fun gag. I get to like kind of like edge the crowd where they're like, you see them kind of getting into it and then it's like, you're done. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's it? And I'm like, yeah. Okay, so I do, I do have some technical questions about terminology. Okay. Because when I hear producer, I'm thinking of, you know, like, Sir George Martin with the Beatles, you know, like, mm. like they're in charge of the whole sound yeah. and everything. And 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 then, then my daughter is trying to educate me, and she's saying, "No, in hip hop, it's just it's the person who's creating the beats." Yeah, well, that- if if you look at like the time, uh, like like the example you gave us uh, within Sir Martin, uh, the whole production process of a Beatles record was is way more extravagant now than compared to like now you have people doing home recordings like you have like like, like the like Lil Nas X like he mm-hmm. he he's a big artist now it came from him just kind of like just messing around in in his home computer where a lot of like the where you don't need so so much as I need this man running the bass I need this man on the boards like now you're able to kind of 
like you have these you have software right. that kind of is able to kind of help you and do some of the work that maybe you would need a, a multi-man team on and and also like studio time back then it was expensive so you so you didn't have time to feel your way through it so you, it's like you no know, all hands on deck right so we could get this done and get the most out of our money but now you could be on your computer like yeah. be on your home computer and you could sit there and like you know what i want to take a break for two weeks and then i want to come <laughs> back to this and then you could just sporadically like pick and choose like when you want to like get into production mm. producers now like you have the the freedom to sit there and play with the music itself and then also play with the engineering on your own and sit there and and go back and do other tweaks while before like you kind of handed off these these duties to like yeah you, you had to like delegate right. this person to do this this person will, will handle this this person is specifically handling the recording of the drums this person is specifically handling the the horns <laughs> while now it's like like it could be like you yourself you have a horn section in your software right. you have a drum section in your in your software you have a, a number of samples and loops that you can mess around with and you have the freedom to to learn mm. like whether it's youtube like div you tutorials you possibly taking a course elsewhere or you just kind of like just messing around with the computer like just yeah. on your own just experimenting yeah yeah I did listen to the entirety of your an earlier. I know it's not your first one, but mm-hmm. it was uh, not who I thought I was. Oh, which I really let me tell you, I because my reluctance to even lit. Well, okay, I stopped listening to to the radio in the eighties because okay. I just didn't like corporate the corporate music that was pop back then. I totally agree with that. And and I never started again. Mm. And then. I had determined just from the little tiny bit of rap music, and usually it was somebody was playing a snippet because they wanted to object to it, and it was and it felt very angry to me, yeah. kind of like a lot of uh, like speed metal, death metal, mm. you know. And it's like that was not a mood I wanted to be in, so I was not expecting, not who I thought I was, to be so chill. <laughs> thank you thank you you know i was really trancing out on that and i really enjoyed it and i also wanted to tell you that the graphic design for that album is stellar uh that, that goes out to, to my homegirl 11 out in jersey city oh awesome she I did guess. she did both those pieces after we met for the first time at one of a show i did at like some some private residence she had came through and like she was just so like has so much love, so much good energy. The next day, she emails me like a, a photograph of like this. She did those drawings by hand. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and oh, I can tell. I was just blown away. I was like, I I need to keep this in my records. Like, oh, this yeah. this will serve a purpose. It was beautiful. I loved I loved looking at that while because was while I was listening to it on YouTube. So it yes. was just like sitting. There, oh yeah. You know? And your logo is excellent because I, uh, I, 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 I am a graphic designer and I appreciate seeing really good design on uh, stuff so yeah that was by my homegirl Bar she out there in Brooklyn she's been a good friend she blessed me with that piece yeah that is really are you putting those on like t-shirts or something we're we're working on the merch okay. like the, that, the, the, the merch totally the merch will come so I'll be sure to put know. you on the list then <laughs> and I heard, um, I guess, a couple of different versions of Father's Day. Oh yes, yeah, we have two versions. One is, one is stripped down without the drums, and then the other is a lot more fuller. It uh-huh. felt like, like with the with live with live drums, sometimes it like, it puts you in a different space. Oh yeah. So for me, that felt like arena. 
like that, that was like the <laughs> arena version. Okay. While the original version with is just a lot of just simple guitar lick and uh and the the horn section which I love. Oh, like yeah. uh, that was and that was done by my man uh Jermaine Brito out in Jersey City. I got a lot of friends in Jersey City who do good things. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he he did live a uh, trumpet for me on that one. I love that song too. So is that's a is that a really personal song for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like for those that haven't heard Father's Day, Father's Day is it's kind of about me feeling like I'm not meeting the mark of mm. what what I was what I hoped I would be. Mm. Like, it all ties into the whole kinds of like not who I thought I was. Okay. Where. Like where I'm talking about, like oh man, like my like my passport is expired. I need my money wire. <laughs> where I'm talking about how like like these, these like there are these people that are are looking at me because I've been doing art and I've been around this art community like for years, and there's an admiration there, but it's me having a hard time accepting that because I'm not accepting of myself because. There are things that I didn't do that I said I was going to do or things that I had intended on accomplishing. So for me, it's like I don't feel like I deserve a, a certain love, despite the fact that these people are coming to me like, yo, because of you, I'm doing this or, oh, yo, like you helped me through this time. And for me, I'm like, that's what's up. Is that what you, you think you. All right. Let me see if I can phrase this right. Have you decided somewhere in your head that you needed to be at a certain place by a certain time? I think. Is that I think I think everyone has like you know like there are people who have like what they're like their five year ten year plans and stuff yeah, like yeah. that like just within all facets of life. And for myself, when I like I went out of I went out of high school. I like I turned down an offer to go to Fairleigh Dickinson to like for theater because I just didn't like the, the atmosphere, the environment there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm really having a good time like trying this hip hop thing. And I just went out and I just went through music and nine to five jobs and I didn't go back to school. And that was kind of to like, like my parents, they, they weren't the most on board with that, <laughs> like, obviously. And then when I'm saying and I'm telling them like, nah, yo, like I got this, I got this lined up, this lined up. And then some of these things, it doesn't pan out as, as well as I thought it would. Or like certain deals didn't go go right with like I got screwed over on deals on mm-hmm. the back end. Or there's certain people that have like the the effort that I put in wasn't matched. So then certain results in like there there are a whole bunch of things that kinda play a role in why things don't go the way that we all planned it. So for me, I kinda was just going through that like I've kinda gone past my shot clock. Like, I, 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 and like, there was a point where I felt like my time had expired because, like, especially within within hip hop, like, there's such an ages like like feel toward it, toward it because I think there was so much. I think even like going into rock, there was an issue within older within like the the older demographic that they're they're coming down on this new thing. So then it's like, oh yo, y'all y'all people older than us don't quite understand. And then there's a so then as like that's the energy of that culture. As those people age out of it, they literally kind of are aged out of it. Whereas, okay. So it's like the so like the new group is like, yo, old person, like who once did this, you're not here no more. Like you you don't qualify for 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 participation. While like for me, like I was about to hit my thirties okay. and I, I was just entering my like, thirty, and I was like, what? Like yeah, I've I've done shows out of the country. I've done shows like in different states, like, but. 
there were certain things that I really want. Like I wanted something to truly show for it, and I didn't really have that like, exactly the way that I thought I wanted it. Okay. Well, so, I just want to say that thirty is a number. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it and it took me, it took me like kind of that time. Like as soon as I hit thirty, like I was going through a depression uh, within my late twenties because I was like, man, like my last project. It didn't really quite land the way it did, even though I was still getting shows and like the shows were going great, but the project wasn't in the reception. And I was kind of like going through like a breakup and like my like my work situation kind of fell apart. So I was like I wasn't working for a while and I was just kind of like just laying in my bed for days, weeks, months, not really going out at all. And then an opportunity came along where I ended up working in stage production. Like mm-hmm. a friend offered me an opportunity, and then it kind of got me in a in a better headspace because I was around people that. They were they were in their thirties, mm-hmm. and they were on a, an artistic creative side, and they kind of gave me the like, hey, like don't worry about don't worry about the kids, like yeah. like like, like there, there are adults that are still enjoying this, and and for me it was I was presenting to them some of like the newer work that I was working on, and they were more receptive to there it than when I was trying that same thing in my twenties. Okay, so that that kind of let me like that was another reason why we called it not who i thought i was where it's like well you know what maybe it isn't over no because now like like, i'm 32 and like i'm starting to get a way better reception than i did in my 20s like from djs like club owners like party promoters and like i'm getting my record played at like like, i've never had i got my first album placement like this year like on on a on a great on a great band's album called horror uh they got a project called turf talk volume one i am on a solo track on that my first ever album placement and at 32 what track is it because i started it's called it's called i like drink okay because let me tell you i because youtube is like sending me oh, through yeah. like oh, we'll this discography and, and it started playing Turf Talk and I go, wait a minute, yeah. is this, this is like completely different oh, yeah, no. than everything and, else I've been listening to. Yeah, and, but like those guys, I kind of came up with them even before they were a band. Like now, like they're internationally touring. Like it's it's amazing. And even like with the, like that band example, Horror, I had met them when they were in their late 20s going into 30 and I remember, like, there were people out here in like in our area that were writing them off because, like, they were they were like here in their thirties, and then they sat there and put out some of the best rock that I've <laughs> I've heard in ages, okay. and now like they're doing great things in Los Angeles well, and in England. I want to just tell you that you know that thirty-year-old. There's, yes, when you're when you're in your 30s, and I know, like, when I was a kid, there was this phrase that everybody used to say is never trust anybody over 30. Yeah. You know, that was that was the, the hippies, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I'm, I was sort of, like, a few years behind them. I was, like, in high school during, like, Woodstock and all that shit. And it's, you get a, you get a maturity when you hit your, when you get right around 30 years old, yeah. you know. You know your music, your writing, it matures. You've yeah. actually and you've lived life, and also it sounds like you know. And you also, when you're in your twenties, it's a lot easier for older people in the business to exploit you. Absolutely. <laughs> and by the time you get, you know, like now that you're age, you've you've been through that shit, and you know, 
and you're aware and you're not and nobody's giving you shit anymore like yeah. you're not going to let people take advantage of you so that's one reason why the industry is ageist because they can't make money off you because you're too smart now mm. <laughs> or they can't make as much money off of you and i do want to tell you i didn't even start doing anything musically until i was 30 okay mm -hmm. so when when you when you first filled out that thing and you were saying how you know, you're feeling yeah, old no, and it's crazy because like we're at a point where we have people who could like start careers at like elementary school level damn near like, like with yeah. their music so so then like like i've seen artists that have like get it before before i did and died before oh, I, yeah. before i got here so like the almost like the, the life expectancy for, for for like for a black rapper is is like it's it, it throws it off and, and even like just being being a black man like just having there's certain perceptions like like oh yo, like brother you better like like get it together and you you about to go into the world and I'm out here doing this rock star lifestyle thing but I'm not really like getting any of the benefits so so for, so so for them on the outside like they they're not seeing like a billboard they're not seeing like any any like me like forbes list or anything like that they're just seeing like me running around like just not really doing anything conventional to them so so it's for them like i got like i got aunts that have like aunts uncles cousins that have been caught up like chasing a, a creative fun fun path and stuff and then it's led them to to get involved in things that weren't great mm. whether it be drugs gangs violence and like i understand even even parents like they like we like you could worry about about your children because you've seen things oh yeah like, like, like you've been you've been through similar situations you've seen characters like the people that are, are around your children and, and same as like i will see in the future where I'm, I'm gonna sit there and look at someone that, that my kid is with and i'm like oh that reminds me of freaking danny uh, back <laughs> in the day and danny was mm. so i i get the the fear that, but I think it's because their concerns were placed on me. It made me even more scared. I'm like, oh my god! Like, am, am I am I really gonna be strung out at 40? Oh man! But yeah. th things are turning around. Yeah, I I remember when I was telling one of my friends who worked as an audio engineer in Manhattan, yeah. and I told him I was telling him because he was like my only music industry connection at that point, and okay. I told him I was interested, and his first question was, "How are you with cocaine?" So, you know, and I wasn't, I was never into that. Or, so, uh, I'm, is, I'm not either. Yeah, it's like, well, I think it's a lot less popular now. I don't it's, know. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of on, on an upswing. Oh, like, right. Like, I, I, Just I've what seen, we need. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, yeah. Like, I've seen people do it. We had a house party recently. Yeah, like, there are people casually doing it. Like, oh, I, 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 will, I, like I, will, I will walk back into my, in my bedroom like, wait, why are the people in my bedroom? What are y'all doing? What? <laughs> Get out of here, please. This is this is not that kind of zone. No. <laughs> yeah, no, but it comes with the, like, and these are things that, like, are, like, my, my parents are there and they're, they're concerned about because, like, they're, like they, they know it's out there. Like, it's crazy because I was at the train station a couple days ago, like, I'm thinking about the you're talking about cocaine. Thinking about even like harder things. I got off the train, uh, and right on, right on the uh, the bench, there's a there's a man needle right in his hand. Oh man! And for me, like I, I lived here for years. Like I was raised here. Went to Franklin School. Went to the middle school. Went to the high school. I've never seen something like that that blatant. Mm -hmm. Like out there, like 
I, I usually see it in in certain parts of I'm not even gonna air out in 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 more more <laughs> rougher rundown communities. Okay. So so like to see like things like that kind of like like kind of slowly filter in into like just uh what may be seen as a, a more stable environment yeah well i mean not there's nothing it's the last i want to say five five and a half years six mm-hmm. years have been rough for a lot of people oh yeah <laughs> and 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 when you're and when you're living with existential crisis every day it makes it easier to want to self-medicate absolutely (laughs) absolutely you know it's like that rat experiment i don't know if you it was something like they i don't remember when this happened but they they did this experiment with rats and if they had them in like these really unpleasant environments and they gave them two different water bottles one was water and one was water with cocaine Mm. And the rats in like these sterile environments were hitting on the cocaine water a lot. Mm. But then they made rat paradise. They made this this habitat where it wasn't crowded, and there were you know there was they could have sex avail sex was available to them, and food was available to them, and it was great. And they had the two water bottles, and nobody was eating the cocaine water. Mm. None of them. So yeah, like when you when you take away. <laughs> Like those those basic needs, yeah. like it turned. Like that's why like, I was fortunate. Where I I'm glad that I like my overhead kind of taken care of. Whether it was me working or like people helping me out. Like because like there was a point in my life where like I was in Los Angeles in 2011, mm. and I was I, like in the in the pursuit of stardom. Okay. And I I got in a fight with my roommate at the time, and I ended like just leaving his home, and I was sleeping on the starwalk. Like, like, which was like a very surreal experience, like to to sit there and be seeing like celebrities, like their their shrine, and I'm like just parking up with my suitcase. And there's I've seen like so many so many people like kind of gone off whatever drugs. And for me, like just having a home, whatever stress that I have, like my I could pay my bills, my rent is is good, so nothing's stressing me that hard. So I'm just gonna smoke this weed. <laughs> <laughs> but if if you but if you took away like my my roof and you took away like my my income and someone sat there and, and I offered me a bump on like my most downtime like the most downtime of my life, I probably would have been like, oh, you, you know what? It can't get much worse. <laughs> so there there points where I'm able to kind of like yeah, I look at it from both ends. Yeah, uh, although every time I think it can't get much worse, it does. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's been that's been kind of a, a trend these past couple of years. Yeah, well, I'm hoping I'm hoping, pandemic aside, yeah, that we're turning things around. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. In your patterns, yeah. in that album, I said let's change the subject back to music. Yeah, that's all <laughs> Brighter notes. Yeah. So, were you actually using vintage synths, or were these samples? Of- uh, these were these were samples. Okay. Like, it was a lot of it, same way as I was unsure if people were going to be receptive to it. That's why I made uh-huh. it short. For me, it was like All right, I don't want to sit there and exercise like too too many favors regarding like <laughs> like because I I enjoy production, like I enjoy like the technical stuff, but sometimes I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. like by the tech tour. I I rather have someone. 
like I'd rather go to an outside person like all right, yo, I need a, a beat with with this rhythm or, or I'm okay. working or I'm writing I'm writing this song I got this song written I want you to hear like the way I'm flowing it would you happen to have anything that goes with that and that kind of uh that's kind of going to be the, the case going forward because everything that's kind of come with patterns me taking these loops like it was just a lot of my favorite techno house records that okay. then I was kind of just able to uh change the arrangement around and like find the right pocket where I could put lyrics in there and, um, and, and, and it doesn't take away from it because like, okay. that was my main thing I didn't want to sit there and make it too much about like one thing over the other it was like I wanted it to be like show like a good kind of it felt like it was, a, it was a good harmony in okay. terms of like music lyrics from there producers have reached out because some of the producers I had like took their arrangements of I didn't realize how close in proximity I was to them <laughs> where like I had people that were in, in touch with uh, Acemo, who produced the record I used for uh, No Controller, I believe. Okay. And like these people that are, are like that in talks with him, they're like, "Yo, we've been listening to Patterns. That stuff is great." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, like, like the, the guy that like, I'm thinking, I'm kind of like just getting away. Like, I'm thinking I'm never gonna see this man. Mm-hmm. And Fast forward like, a couple months later, like this man is standing next to me at at, at Boston Nova Civic Club in, in New York City. So right now I'm building that bridge to where those those producers were, were working on crafting like a, even a more a more fleshed out sound. Like this was me kind of like just all right. I I see this template. Okay. Let me let me like throw throw my style on it. So this is kind of like. I don't want to use the word demo, but it's kind of like yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like yeah, a lot of I, I mean, test music. Yeah, and which absolutely. One do you want to like initially, it to? this it started off as twenty songs turning and then turned into forty songs, and then <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing with these dance records, but I kind of want to test them out. So I was sending them out like via emails to certain people that I knew that were kind of interested in some of the sounds that I was doing, and then when the quarantine, we all got shut down. I had to make like another 80 records <laughs> and from there we just picked the best 20 and like for me it was like let's just keep making records because i don't i don't know like this may work this may not i don't want to just put all my eggs into this this quantity of songs that may not like no i want i want to have an unlimited quality song just so people <laughs> can sit there and be like you know what this this guy is he's he's working and he's on to something okay and like i think the I call it the consistency initiative okay. where it's because for a while I was kind of just hoarding a lot of music because I was unsure if the reception was going to like drive me deeper into depression or, <laughs> or, or get me yeah. get me to a happier place and I was fortunate that like things kind of did work out that's cool so when you put your music out are you hoping that other people are going to take what you did and build on it themselves or bring um, you in or both and or? it's a it's a little bit of both like okay I, like there are people that i want to just take it enjoy it share it with their friends enjoy it then there are people out there that i i wouldn't like if someone remixes my record i can't really get up in arms about that because it, it ain't no different than what i was doing initially <laughs> so for for me like that would just make me a hypocrite okay so like there, I got acapellas that will be coming out like later on for for those producers because I've had people that have expressed interest and there already are producers that, that I'm close with that they have already remixed some of these records and some of them are out right now. Hmm. Like, okay, so uh, I I, yeah. need, I need you to explain 
when you say you're releasing an acapella, that's just your vocal just track, the vocals. just the just the vocals and, and, and make, make a craft. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. I the same way. Like these 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 songs started as journal entries to oh, over wow. where I was. Like I said, I was going to like a real depressing spot. Like after like losing losing my head, like practically, and then I just had these I had these sounds that I was just kind of binging on just to kind of put me in a good headspace and as I'm listening to these and I'm working on my journal entries I'm like like this is kind of like bringing me like a little bit more peace clarity like I'm able to kind of get I'm getting like thoughts out that I wouldn't be able to on certain contemporary rap records just because the feel of it right. we're like like on one of the records that didn't make to patterns but it made it onto like a, a little mini teaser mixtape uh, it, it was called Ah oh, man, if y'all won't forget the name of the song. I'll tell you what the song was about. It was about me going to Planned Parenthood to get tested for STD. Ooh, okay. And, <laughs> and, and 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 you can't sit there and have like just a contemporary rap record about like sexual health. But you can't. But Why it, not? It, it, it doesn't work the same. Like like there's certain like there's certain ways where it comes off forced. If if you're going over like an 808 type drum. Okay. While like I look at certain records, like I don't sometimes. Certain certain themes they feel like PSAs. Like when you sit there and take a, <laughs> like, like if you take a contemporary rap rap beat and then you throw like this non contemporary like theme over it. Okay. But but it's to kind of like illustrate a point. I got. Yeah, so it's like a PSA. Okay. But but when you, but for me it's like all right, I took like this this freaking goofy rap record, like like this goofy house record and stuff. It's like a very like just weird warbly like synth on it. And I was like yeah, all right, cool. I could just talk about. Like the time I went to get tested, and it's not a big deal, and we're kind of like just dancing through it, as opposed to like contemporary rap records. There's a certain rhythm that you're gonna bounce to, like yeah, all okay. right, beats, just, rhymes. Wait, did he just talk about like, getting? <laughs> okay, he's what? This is this is weird. I can't bounce as much to this because this man, like, like I hope he gets good results. <laughs> like, like now, now I'm concerned. But I, I have I have a lot of friends in in. Uh, Shouts out to Weird Al Yankovic. This he was sex good for that. positive community. Yes. So I'm thinking there's a market for this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's like um, there was a, a a sex health sex health initiative in Newark. They had they had reached out to me regarding that record. They they wanted me to perform, but I had a, another scheduled event, so I couldn't make it. But yeah, like they're like they're. they're, they're, they're this allowed me to kind of tap into certain themes, tell certain stories that it it felt it didn't it didn't feel as fitting. Mm. So like, like I don't think I could have told that story on, on not who I thought I was. <laughs> so let's give out your uh, Bandcamp thing again because we're gonna wrap this up for All today. Right. You can find me at 89thebrainchild.bandcamp.com. You can find all of the mini tapes, which are all the pieces that didn't make it to patterns, but they're still amazing. And you, and you still get patterns. And also, it's name your own price. So you can get all my music for whatever your heart desires. If you want to get it for free, do that. If you want to give me millions, I'll take it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me.
You've been listening to the Leftscape Podcast. Sound engineering by Wendy Sheridan. Show notes by Robin Renee. Fake sponsor messages by Ariel Sheridan. Web hosting by InMotion. Remote recording by Squadcast. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Leftscape. Become a patron of our show for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash leftscape. Thanks for listening.